Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. From behind home plate, your Orioles talk. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I'm your endearing, stuttering host, Matt Soroka, and as always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Soroka. Hey, how's it going? Good. Good. You, you enjoying your, uh, your, your brackets with Virginia? Yeah, I love it. Uh, and I'm also joined by Derek Arnold from uh, Utah Street Report. Hey, evening, Derek. Evening, Strokas. How are you guys? All right, we figured we had to invite you after the UMBC... Uh, win i appreciate it um as the uh umbc alum of the local um o's twitter as it were you know my my wife went to umbc but We, we don't know for sure if Derek even watched the game. He maybe he doesn't even know what happened with UMBC over the past week. I'll be honest. I uh, <laughs> I absolutely watched it. And while, um, like Josh said, um, he doesn't have any UMBC gear. I don't have a lot of it. I, yeah. I had to go digging through some drawers. You're sporting some right now. This hat is, as I, I said on Twitter, it's not quite older than the players, but it's, a, it's uncomfortably close <laughs> yes. to the same age as those players. This hat's every bit of 15 years old. That's when Mandy graduated from UMBC as well, was 15 years ago, so that's about the life of her shirt. That was pretty cool. So, the, yes. the first UMBC, I'll be honest, the only UMBC I watched all year is the second half of the Vermont game. Uh, with with the with the buzzer beater at the end, that's the, that was my first introduction to him. You didn't you didn't and, watch the Maryland game where Maryland looked like a good team against them. Yeah, I didn't even watch that. And then I turned, I I just and Derek, I, I like I still can't believe it happened. How does that even happen? No, and not even. And I, I was excited to come talk about this just because it, it's such an exciting, odd, strange, it's unbelievable thing. Um, it's amazing. It's sort of been a rough time to be a Baltimore sports fan lately. <laughs> it has. You know, you got the. The O's fell into last uh, last year. The Ravens went through another middling year of maybe yeah. they'll turn it on at the end when they never did. Uh, Terps hoops were crap all year. Yep. And then just out of nowhere, you have, hey, uh, a local team is not only in 
making headlines locally, but making headlines nationally. You have everyone talking right. about who? Yeah, they UNBC. They, right, they were the. What favorite. does that stand for? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. What does it stand for? Right. Or where? Where's it at? Yeah, it sounds like a trade school. You got all t- lots of. Yep, 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 yep. All of all the old jokes came out. Oh, oh the chess school is right. coming out. Um, but but I'm sure what also came out is a lot of people now interested in UNBC. So yeah. I have shamelessly glommed on to accomplishments uh, by the University of Maryland College Park uh, during my years, despite never having taken a class there. Right. So I want to say to all you Terps fans, welcome to the UMBC bandwagon. <laughs> right. no, no one's going to give you a hard time. Well, welcome Join to the backup us. college. Have fun. Yes. Always glad to be your backup school, whether it comes to apl- applications or sports. Yeah, and, and I, I feel like that's – everyone in Maryland are, are now – we're UMBC – yeah, fans, right? I think I think we all jumped on that bandwagon quick, right? Because we all know someone who went there, or whatever. It's not yeah. like there's no reason we've ever hated UMBC. Yeah, it was just sort of like the little brother no one talked about, and right. We we know a lot of smart people went there. We know it's a good school, and <laughs> what it yeah. what it reminds me of uh, a little bit. If you remember back in 2013, um, Florida Gulf Coast University, yeah. right? Um, oh, yeah, I had the same thought. Dunk City. Sort of came out of nowhere, and um, where it's sort of a parallel to me is it's a school that 95% of the people, 99% of the people watching the tournament had never heard of, and then not only have you heard of them, but you're sort of in love with them, and you're rooting for them to do well, um, whereas FGCU had the dunks, uh, UMBC, and I think this is so very fitting for UMBC, UMBC had the Twitter account that sort of made everyone fall in love with um, the school because of what Zach Seidel, who got as famous as the players this weekend, yes. was able to accomplish. Yeah, you you look at that. What I don't know what started out. Something like two thousand followers going up to now over a hundred thousand followers on Twitter. Yep, under under five thousand. I think he said Friday, and now it's like wow. one hundred eight thousand. Yeah, that's last, a, last I looked over a course of like fifty hours. It's insane. Yeah, well, insane. and it's deservingly so because he did well at Twitter that day. I almost he, felt like going into the game yesterday, there was more pressure on him. Than on the players because <laughs> right. there's no pressure on the players at that point, right? Yeah. Like they've made history. All they have to do is hopefully not get blown out. Which all credit to them, they didn't. Yeah, it, it was an ugly, right. ugly game, but it was close uh, until the end. And even if they got blown out, like they yeah, made history, right. no one's going to take that. Right. Whatever. There, there yeah. were more people watching but the Twitter. So many people than were, in that arena, right, ready to see if Zach could do it again. <laughs> follow it up. Yeah, and all, again, all credit to him. He did great again. Yeah. And and take it from a guy who sucks at Twitter, good Twitter can be hard. Right. <laughs> and he does it well. So uh, mad respect for that. Now does he did that does he do that solo or does he have a team? Are they sitting there trying to come up with the best response? You know, does he have his comedy team? I read an article um about him and he said he's he doesn't even usually run the account. Um he graduated UMBC in twenty twelve and he said usually his job, um, he helps with the broadcast when they're on ESPN three kind of thing like he helps out in the truck and then on Friday right. afternoon his boss is just like hey uh, you want to run the Twitter account he said sure and <laughs> and it's now his forever the man found unexpected fame um, I saw him during a TV time yesterday like right behind the bench like hey there's Zach he's fa- famous right. <laughs> he's Twitter guy that's funny yeah it'd be interesting to see like I don't know like the, the, the statistics or data on the amount of people who now apply to UMBC based on something like right. that right I uh, yeah, they definitely are going to get more applications. There's something called, and I, I saw this for the first time, um, it's called the Flutie effect. 
Mm. Uh, apparently, uh, Boston College, after the Doug Flutie play on in the was it the Rose Bowl? I don't remember. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. against Miami. Yeah. After that, there was like a big surge of applications and things. Um, Georgetown saw the same thing during the Patrick Ewing years. Mm. Yeah, uh, and there's been estimates I saw like. Um, just what happened this weekend could have like a thirty, forty million dollar um, effect on UMBC between applications and uh, gear, more alumni giving, more sales, right. yeah. more sales. Yeah, absolutely. That's um, awesome. I think that's sort of trying to quantify what what, what really can't be quantified, but still, there's absolutely going to be yeah. some good things coming to this. See, Orioles, think of all the money you could make if you actually won. Yeah, maybe and, well, you can spend well, a little money. Or if you and I saw Zach say he had some offers to run other Twitter accounts. Uh, oh, that's interesting. But he's happy with his job. I could think of another team in town that could use a little more personality on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but when you got to run every tweet through Peter Angelos, it's get it gets hard. It's not very timely by the time it comes out. But but it was in the midst of a what's been a really bad off season for the Orioles. And what's been a just a weird kind of off season for the Ravens. This is it was a fun distraction. Yeah, this is why we like sports. I forget sometimes why I even like sports, right? Exactly. It seems like you're pretty miserable all the time right. as a Maryland sports fan, right? And so this was a pleasant little surprise. Yeah, I enjoyed the uh, UMPC bench players doing some type of weird dance. Just whatever the team. such nerds and so, <laughs> and so perfect. Yes. Like, but yes. but they were smart. Like uh, the guy, uh, the guy went out with last night to watch the game we were watching at a bar and we saw a guy do one of those and he goes doesn't that kid realize he's on national tv and i said yes but he also realizes that it's 15 minutes of umbc if that kid's going to be a gift forever yep so yeah, yeah it, it's just it's fun to see them play and it was fun to see a team out there with nothing to lose it was yeah man so fun so unexpected and historic to the point where um you know in two years, you won't remember who was in the Final Four. You won't remember who won the championship. Everyone will always it's remember true. the first 16 to beat a one, UMBC. And beat the tails off. Yeah. The top yeah. By 20. <laughs> right. By 20. Right. There was no I, squeaking by. Like, I, I still, and I didn't watch a lot of Virginia play during regular season because I don't do ACC anymore. I'm a Big Ten guy now. But the they go 30-2 and two in the ACC is amazing, right? Right. I get, and and then somehow to lose I still don't I still can't believe that happened. I still don't understand what happened, but I, I loved every second of it. Like you said, it's silly and it's sports and it's the the, the kind of thing that makes you fall in love with sports again. Yeah. Cuz we're unexpected crap can happen. Were you guys already planning on watching that game or did you start getting the messages and realize you have to turn it on? I was already watching it um just as an alum we were excited from right for to be in there. When they beat Vermont you know, right. The week, sure. the week before I was had it circled. I was mad that it was nine thirty at night or whatever on Friday. Yeah. Like we sort of got hosed. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Well I was happy that it was on nine thirty instead of those weird one o'clock Afternoon games, games that I couldn't right. watch. So uh, yeah. Um I watched from the beginning. It was pretty pretty phenomenal. Pretty phenomenal. Derek, you good? are you good? Do you feel like you 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 talked about it? You you feel good? Anything else you want to say about your, your UMBC squad? Do you no, even do you even know enough about the team to know, like, do they no, no, have a no. shot for next year? Is, I'm not going to sit here. No, no, no. I'm not going to sit here in front and act like right. I had any idea who KJ Morrow was on Thursday. Right. Yeah, exactly. I did not. But the kid's fun to watch, he's, by the way. He's <laughs> a blast to watch. Like, 
so much around. smaller. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, the guys of Virginia like had no idea what to do when he was just dribbling through them. It's yes. like they were playing a middle school. Like, I don't want to <laughs> hurt him. Right, and then he would kick it out and oh, hit a three. All right, sweet. Um, yeah. Yes, but um, so it it was it was their second time in the tournament. The first time was ten years ago. Right. Um, Randy Monroe had that good season. He had a good follow up season where they made it to the um, conference title game but lost, and then they sort of fell off. I hope Ryan Odom. Um, first off, I hope he stays. I, right, because he's going to get lots of offers. He's definitely going to get some offers. Um, I hope he sort of stays and builds it up, but. It's really tough to do there. I don't think, even with all the good that's going to come from this, I can't see that school. It'll always be a. Under the current right. leadership, you know, changing their focus from academics to athletics, even a little bit. No, and it's always going to be a high academic school. Which. In Which a, is a good thing. Right. It in pays a, off better in the long and run. In a way, to me, it makes it that much more ridiculous and special that they were able to do this. Because the, like, they, they wear it on their like on their sleeve. We don't care about sports. Right. Like, even the Twitter account. Like, we're really good at academics. Yeah. Just, let's focus on that. And, you know, that's who they are. And the fact that they were able to do this, it's, it's mind-blowing. It's awesome. Well, thanks to this. I'm giddy talking right. about it. Thanks to this being the first time this ever happened, there are now zero... Perfect brackets out there. None. Well, it's a little annoying to me that you got your school doesn't even care about sports, and you you still have done this. Li- li- Liberty, meanwhile, they they put sports over morality, over academics, really over everything, and they still suck, and they still can't even get into the NCAA tor- tor- tournament. So I'm a little bitter that that you nerds have gotten there when Liberty. It's I mean, what well, we 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 don't care. We will stand for nothing as long as we can win at sports, and we still always lose at sports. I don't think that's their slogan, but okay. <laughs> well, just ask the the AD there who got who got in trouble. Uh, the guy from Baylor who was involved with all that shady stuff with Baylor, then comes to right. to, to Liberty and welcome with open arms. Oh, I see. Yeah, so they got a little shady stuff well, going I'm, on there. I'm going to transition to our league, and before we go to the Trump angle of Liberty and you two getting a little fight over here. That's I'm just, I didn't even go there. I don't uh, know why on. you went I there, know, Josh. There's, there's, I just I just mentioned there's, Liberty. There's two things there. My alma mater. He's talking Twitter. about he's talking about UMBC. Can I mention something about Liberty? Fine. Just okay. go ahead. Just go do do what you're gonna do. All right. Uh, we've got Loop League. We we introduced you guys to Loop League last week, and again this week. This show is brought to you by Loop League. LoopLeague.com is where we are hosting our March Madness. Uh, pool. We're going to have another pool that's launching real soon where we get to pick the baseball playoffs. So that's coming up in the next two weeks. It's not a gambling site. You go on, you administer your own pools. And what's cool is it's year-round pools for all different sports, whatever's going on. And you can do either individual pools or you can do multi-site, uh, multi-event pools. So we're gonna, we did a pool for March Madness. Really good uh, turnout in there. A lot of fun. It's going well. We're going to launch another single for baseball so you can get in on that and I and um, but we can if we want to we can combine all these and make it so that every month there's a different pool for whatever's going on in sports and all those points add up so we're doing single events you can also do multi events you guys should go on to Twitter follow them at loop league if you have any ideas for pools that they are not doing yet then go and send them a email on contact at loop league and go to loopleague.com and set up your own pool for baseball this year. Congrats. So, you said Loop League 
eight times I counted. Well I know, done. I know. I am really good at saying loop ching, league. Ching, Just do ching. not say loop league link. Every That's time Josh says loop league, we get $10. That's how that works. But I've got an update from our March Madness brackets. We've got a three-way tie in first place. Love me a three-way. Jimmy Mason, Christopher Betts, and Hugo Pierre Grenier. Notice I slow down as Grenier. I screw up the name. Grenier, what do we say? I said Grenier. You said Grenier. I think it's Grenier. Grenier, yeah. I, Grenier. I do know that yeah. in fourth place, Francophone. fourth and fifth is a tie with Burt Rohde and Dave Westwood. I can say those names. Okay. So, well, well, thanks good, for yeah. coming and playing, and Loop thanks League, to those guys. It's a great concept. I love it. Uh, oh, did I even mention that Loop League is made by 336ers? Yeah. It's, it's, like it's a couple some, coconuts. Yeah, some listeners that yeah. put it together, and it's a cool thing. You guys should check it out. Yeah, we're, oh yeah I'm all about it. All right, uh, let's get to some Orioles talk. Or you want to touch on the Ravens real quick before we go hardcore Orioles? You sure. guys have thoughts on the Crabtree, the could, Ryan Grant shadiness? We could, we could tease that we're going to talk Ravens and then yank it away and then talk about a better team yeah. you hear a few minutes later. I didn't hear. I heard some rumors that the Orioles physical guys were in the Ravens' office to do the physical. Like I heard they, they called the Orioles and said, hey, we really want this Ryan Grant guy to fail because we just heard about Crabtree. And they called in the Orioles guys to make sure he failed. I don't know if that's true. Those are the rumors, though. Yeah, and it sounds like an Oriole move. But it doesn't – it's weird because the signing of Ryan Grant from the beginning, like the numbers didn't make sense. It was just a weird announcement. No one had ever heard of the guy. Right. Yeah. Like, this and it was a big flat number. guy from the Redskins yeah. making this, yeah, all this money. Redskin fans hated the guy anyway. Like, if you're in a 12-team fantasy football league and you've never heard of a wide receiver, yeah. like, I feel like the chances are no one's heard of the guy. It was weird. It's true. So, yeah, but, so then he failed the Though I like to do this in fantasy football, too. Like, I'll offer a trade out there <laughs> and then kind of see what everyone says about it, right? Do, like, do they think I'm an idiot? And then if people are thinking, like, this guy's an idiot, I pull it away real quick. I so see. I get this move. So so I get what you're saying. The Ravens tried this last year where they uh, kind of put feelers out about yeah. uh, Kaepernick. Yeah. And they got a lot of bad PR about that. Yeah. So now this is a new strategy. Yeah. And so, I, if I was Daniel Kett, I would do the same thing. Like, I would say Machado for these three guys and just have a source leak it on Twitter just to see how many likes it gets and it, or how many favorites. What do you do on Twitter? But I, I would see what the response is like. And that's how I would make yeah. all my decisions. The problem is the Orioles don't care what the fans think. Oh, yeah. They just care about winning. I got gotcha. you. I don't know that I buy the whole it was, conspiracy I don't, no, theory. The whole narrative. That, yeah. No, they're not. A, I there don't was, buy it either. It's just, but it's weird. They did the, the guy timing, dirty. The, isn't the timing know. a little bit shady, though? You could definitely question it. Yeah. But when you look at who did it, like Ozzie Newsom, even though, you know, his rep may, may have fallen a bit recently among Ravens fans. Yeah. But I don't think his rep has fallen among his peers, yeah. among NFL players. I don't think anyone would say Ozzie Newsom's a guy who, who does players dirty. Yeah. Well, I don't, it, it would just that, be that so, doesn't sound like so out of character yeah. that I'm sort of forced to give him him the benefit of the doubt. Well, and now, I don't think anyone would. If, if this the, was like the Ravens PR department, I would not give them the benefit of the doubt because they're terrible at everything. But for, right. as far as Ozzie and personnel, you know, it was very strange, and it's fair to question it. But I think at the end of the day, it was just he—he he honestly probably failed their physical. I don't think it was shady, right? If it's yep. Orioles, I would be more likely to believe it was shady. And that's the problem: the is yeah. is the Ravens are in the same town as the Orioles, right. and that's why everyone jumps to the Baltimore shadiness. fans are so jaded by the you know what we've been through with the Orioles. And, and, we've been and, through a lot. We've been through again, a lot. But it's not even just Orioles. They're fans. usually the, right. The, they are usually right. right. They are usually right. People right. forget that. Yep. 
but it's it's also the media is the sports media is a little jaded with covering Baltimore sports teams and knowing how the the shadiness of the Orioles. Have your guys outlook on the Ravens significantly changed based on the Crabtree signing? Do you look at that as kind of a game changer for the Ravens? I like it. I think it's a good move. I. I know that he, but not has, like marking the playoffs right now because we have we have no, an offense now. Maybe no. three years ago, if you gave me Crabtree when he was with the Forty ers I would have been excited. Yeah, I mean he's kind of stepped back. If he can be that veteran presence, like it's hard for me to even remember that Crabtree's been in the league for what six seven years. I think even longer than that. I mean he's How's an it? old guy. Yeah, I, I I like to think of the young Crabtree, and uh, you know it's it's like Buck's problem where he always thinks of players when they were their greatest. Yeah, and I like to think of Crabtree when he was with the 49ers, and yeah. I don't know. I like the guy. I hope he can do well. He had a good year last year with Oakland. Yeah. I've never been a big right. fan of his, but unfortunately, with the way the Ravens scout and draft and develop wide receivers, this is a better use of their assets to buy these aged guys. Yes. Like, Jeremy Macklin didn't work out, but before him, Steve Smith worked out. Yep. Anquan Bolton worked out. Yep. Derek Mason worked out. Yep. I think they're still sort of hitting 750 with this kind yes. of player, and that's a lot better than they're hitting with the draft. Yeah. So I I hope they still draft a guy right. um, or two. I think if they bring in someone else, like if Mike Wallace comes back or something, I'm just afraid that the chances of them drafting a, a receiver or two or three uh, in the first two days of the draft just plummets. Yeah. yeah. And maybe that's not a bad thing because they're probably still not very good at it. But yeah. they need to – they need to keep trying. They need to try more than they do and find a young, productive receiver and not a 31-year-old guy right. who's going to move the chains, which I think Crabtree will. Crabtree yeah, and, will. And, right. Crabtree is a great end zone target. He's a guy that fights for the ball. We haven't had that in a yep, while yep. since Steve Smith. And he fights other players. We haven't had that right. since Steve Smith. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I did have to laugh at his little interview right when he signed with the Ravens saying that the Ravens have been his favorite team his whole life, and as when he was little, he always dreamt about playing as a Raven one at some point. And He's then, also in the best shape of his life. Yes, yeah. but you do the math, and he was nine years old when the Ravens came to Baltimore. And there was no reason to be excited for the Ravens for at least another ten years. Yeah, so, I, was, I was still watching the Cowboys. So at what point, <laughs> at what point does a kid growing up in da- living in Dallas become a, a lifelong Ravens fan? Well, you could have been a Ray Lewis fan when he was like thirteen. Yes. in, in two thousand, a Ray right? Lewis fan, yeah. not necessarily a, a, a well, the, Ravens. They won the fan. Super Bowl though. In two thousand, yeah. But they, what? Yes. How old was he? Twelve. Uh let's see. They came when ninety-seven. Yeah, first year was ninety-six. All right, so yeah, he's like, he's like. The 12, 13. All right. You can see falling in love with that. Sure, sure. But don't tell me you've been a Ravens yeah. fan your whole life. When you were a little, little kid, yeah. Yeah. I, if I signed anywhere, I would say that. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Why not? Right. I know. Well. Right? I mean, I would say Manny Machado is going to say it, but it'll be true when he goes to New York. I'll pull a old Mark Teixeira. Yeah, Teixeira said it. Yep. Yeah. Did you, did you, you see those comments by Aaron Judge about uh, Manny Machado? Looking, you, looking good in some pinstripes. He said he right. looked good in pinstripes. Do you, do you like Major League Baseball trying to jump in and be like, that's not appropriate? Is that the kind of thing they should be policing? Like, light, I, it, lighthearted conversation? I, like, I, I, I don't consider that. I rolled like, my eyes. Tampering. Yeah. Get yeah, out of here. Nothing. Right. And that's what Manny Machado himself said. It's right. not, he said there's a lot of people that I think that would look good in orange and black. Like, yeah. this is, do you, think, this do you is, think that's like appeasing Peter Angelos? Like, you think Peter Angelos got upset and said, look, the Yankees are tampering again? Because that's something MLB is all about doing, appeasing Peter Angelos. <laughs> no, but, yeah. but, no, but there is a little bit of like... How can we make that guy Like, happen? let me put out a statement to shut up the old man. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think this is, I think this is something that they don't want to see happen. And I think the fear is with baseball that it'll turn into something like the NBA with these super teams, and that's what you don't. Yes, want about that's baseball. true because the NBA is all about that tampering and recruit and the players recruiting people to play to each other and all. So yeah. Well, speaking, yeah. of, but, uh, speaking of best shape of his life, have you heard that Manny doesn't eat junk food anymore? No, oh, yeah, I saw that. Saw that today. Right, no chicken nuggets, no pizza. Yeah, I, Cle- I saw that. Clearly, he's, he's, he's uh, not a parent. Yeah, because and I want to get on. I don't know it's Josh or Burt making jokes about his off season in the back of a of a yacht jacuzzi. Right, uh, but but apparently he he is he's in pretty good shape too. Down, down the body fat, he made himself a, I guess to help him play shortstop. He's a little more flexible, a little more spelt, quicker. Yeah, uh, so, looking like Simmons out there. Maybe he'll get back mm-hmm. to slapping doubles and not trying to hit everything. 700 feet. I got a good feeling about the whole Manny Machado thing. I think this. I think the Orioles, for for being knuckleheads, I think they're going to end up playing this just right. Because if I he hope. comes out gangbusters, playing good shortstop, and gangbusters at the plate, he could be a hot commodity come come July if the Orioles are out of it. Yeah. And that, okay, so that's what you mean. You, you, I'd have, see. you have a good feeling that they're going to get a good return on a that, trade. Right. They're going to get a, but a, that's, a okay. better return than they would have gotten this But see, that's your problem. Is Not that they've played the situation that to get into well, the playoffs. All, no, like as far as keeping a franchise player around, they have not uh, done that no. right. Like, that ain't, that's oh, never happening. Right, okay. Wow. No. That's what I would. And I've it's, already said, I, know. I want to ride Manny out until the end. I thought we were getting like a really hot take from Matt there. I, yeah. I, I, was, I was interested. No, yeah. I think. I I'm think sorry. I, sort of like I the crushed kids. at the end. <laughs> sort of like, to, to trade him in July. I feel like if you Sort do of like not, the <laughs> kids come free is bad. Yeah, you like that take? <laughs> that, that's a you good like take. take? That's a good take? I was the only person who had that take. I'm proud of takes, but I'm the only person <laughs> right. who has that take. Uh, I don't. And Emily the said, Raven, even Emily, horse, yeah. even Emily came to me. I'm sorry, I'll let you make your point. Right. But about that, even Emily said to me, "Hey, this is good news, right? You can take Silas si- si- for free." And I said, "Fooey, I could already take him for free, right? Because you can take a one year old to the yeah. game for free. Yeah, that doesn't affect you. For yeah, like yeah, three more years." I so I said, three. "Actually, Em, no, it doesn't help me at all. Okay." <laughs> And now the Orioles aren't going to sign any players because no one's paying for tickets And anymore. it's not like you go when it's not your season tickets and it doesn't apply with your season tickets. Yeah, good. More reasons I don't like it. So. Anyway, you were going to make your point, Josh. Oh, I was just going to say the Orioles have played the Manny Machado thing wrong. And well, the, only way, the only way that it's not wrong is if they make the playoffs. Because if it's not wrong, then it means they, they should have traded him last July well, when I they think didn't make the playoffs. If, if, he's not, if that's not what's getting you further in to and getting you more wins then you should have traded him earlier to get you some pitching that could have gotten you wins but yeah if you can hindsight is 2020 right like if you can go back and rewrite history sure if you can go back and rewrite history you 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 trade um matt weeders in his rookie year yeah but sure. but but i mean but the the reality is you thought you could compete last year and at the end of the season all the wheels fell fell off the year before that you thought you could compete right so trading your franchise player and giving up is right not trading did Manny, not make sense at the right. time Sure, which means maybe last year it made a little bit of sense, but even then, I would argue there's right. a good reason to hold on. And the fact that Manny's still on the team means that they believe they can compete. Absolutely, they believe they compete. You think Buck Showalter's in there saying that they can't compete this year? No, he's never going to say that. But uh, who, who's, who's, saying who's we the can't coach compete? of the Rays? That guy's who's saying, saying we, we can compete, compete and do stuff too. What are what are a big question here, Derek? What what are the Orioles doing here? They, on the one hand, like you could think, okay, I understand not spending a ton of money. Because you have all these expiring contracts, your Adam Jones, your Zach Britton's, your Manny Machados, down the scope the year later. So I could see, okay, we're, we want to we want to make sure we have enough money, so we don't want to go and sign a, a, another starter for five years. Um, but at the at, at the same same time, they haven't offered, they haven't made a serious attempt at Manny Machado. They haven't 
off, even talked to Adam Jones or Jonathan Scope or Zach Britton, as far as I can tell, about any serious talks about extensions. So it seems or like Ducat or Buck. Yeah, so it seems like they're willing to let them walk, and they're also willing to not spend the money to win this year. What do you think is going on over there, Derek? Yeah, so it's um, I would answer your question with a question. <laughs> who <laughs> I love it. Who do you blame for the fact that Manny Machado hasn't been approached about an extension? Zach Britton. Adam Jones have not been approached about. So you're blaming Zach Britton. All right, I'm gonna who to respond to your question with question with a question. No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> who, I mean, so 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 so. Do you think this is an issue of bad ownership, bad management, um, or is there a plan here? Because I would like to think, like, there's a team of people running this Orioles franchise. A team. But a that, team but, of people, uh, yes. like not just one guy. Yes, there's several guys whose full time job it is to right. develop a, a it's blueprint like, to compete and be successful. Sure, but it's like when you're on a boat. There's a whole lot of crew. There's only one captain, and if you're not getting the captain's approval, you're going to go right into that iceberg. But even, but even, but the captain. I, I mean, I gotta think. We, we, we there's reasons for doing certain things, right? There are reasons, and we won't agree with them. But right, a lot of the time, it's it's you can find their logic if you want to, and if you accept that you're not going to like it. Right, and you, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for logic, it. even if I don't like it. The logic, and I think Peter Angelos doesn't talk to the media anymore. Back in the day, he did, and right, what he said that I always think about, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he yeah. said. We owe it to the fans to put a competitive team on the right. field every year, or why would they come see us? Right. And so I think he still operates under that, and that's why you never see them commit to the kind of rebuild that so many fans would want to see now or a year ago or a year and a half ago you know, at the trade deadline. Right. And the plan because of that is always be competitive, and I'll give you some money to try to make that happen, and – Dan Duquette gets a lot of crap, and I think he deserves a lot of crap for a lot of things. But at the same time, he's done very well to learn to operate under the weirdness that is that warehouse. Yeah. And he's put that team in the playoffs three years. That's amazing. Find me another GM under Peter Angelos that's done that. And it's happened at the same time Buck Showalter's here, which is not a coincidence. I, I think Buck deserves a whole lot of credit for it, too. I agree. But I, I, don't, I don't think Dan Duquette gets enough credit um, around Baltimore. I, I, agree. I, I agree 100%. We talked about, uh, about that a lot on here. He's done things, finds um, f- finds deals, finds moves, finds resources and, and it's, that no one like, else even thinks to look for. And it's the only way he can succeed in Baltimore. It, exactly. He, Do you think... He, if he had, if it was all up to him, would he get his players from the Rule Five draft, <laughs> or would he have scouts in the Dominican Republic finding him good young sixteen year old players? Right. Which one would he want? Yeah. He'd, he, pr- he'd, he'd, he'd probably want the the international the Dominican. Yeah, but since yeah. he doesn't have that, he has the Rule Five draft to find where other teams have done that. Right. And, and take their Dominican. You can take it from them because <laughs> we don't spend money on that. Yeah. Right. Uh, and it's the same with pitching. He would spend money on pitching if he was able to. Yeah, you're yeah. not going to tell me that Buck and Dan don't understand that this team has bad pitching and needs better pitching. Right. But I guess, I guess the, the the part where it breaks down for me, and, and I'm I kind of agree that I don't want to rebuild either. I know I'm not the typical Oriole fan, but I don't want to see a rebuild either. Yeah. Um. And because and one of the reasons, by the way, is 
I, I don't trust the Orioles to do a rebuild build well. Exactly. Yes. So I'd yeah. rather them try to put out a competitive team every year and then hope things get lucky like in 2012 mm-hmm. and just everything goes your yes. way. I, I think we have better odds doing that than hoping we would draft well and rebuild well. I don't well. disagree right. with that at all. Right. Like, o- ownership needs to change before we rebuild. Yeah. People point to the Cubs and the Astros, and, I mean, those are, like, well-oiled from the top down. Yeah. And what well-run organizations where everyone's on the same page – and from everything about the Orioles, they're not. Like well, the, and you look at the Cubs, and it's more than just everyone's on the same page. The Cubs made a decision. We've got to turn this around. We've got to win. They went and spent a ton of money on bringing Theo Epstein in and giving him the keys and saying, just turn this thing around. And until the owner gives up control to baseball guys, yeah, the organization's going to be ran like a crappy business. Well, I'm th- with you. Yeah, I, I'm with you par- partly. I also think... The Cubs and Astros were fortunate to tank when they did before it was kind of in vogue to tank. And so right. now, like even last year, I think the Orioles had like the 12th or 10th best record in baseball, yeah. even with being terrible. And so it, so to really tank and get the high draft picks, you really have to right. be like, so incredibly bad. That well, I don't think we're in a position to be that bad. That was where the Orioles were even bad at being bad. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. They right. were so bad yes. for so long and they couldn't <laughs> yeah. use that. Like they were tanking without trying and – yeah. Yep. Couldn't turn and then, yeah. anything in. Yeah. So, so why we think all of a sudden we start we we start to rebuild? But you know, one of the frustrating things is if they were more open about hey, because last year we spent what was it 140, 150 million? No, 160 million we spent last year. 160 million. Right. This year we're at 130 million. Yeah. So about 30 million dollars short of what we were last year. And if so, if they were to told if they were, if Peter Angelos or John Angelos or whoever whomever would to come out and said hey listen. Last year we spent 160 million. That was more than we wanted to spend, but we were kind of going on the, all in to win last year. It didn't work out. We lost money. Attendance is down. Massing ratings are down. Yep. So with all that said, we're going to reduce our payroll to around 130. That I think would be more understanding than yes. this little frustration that every year we tend to increase payroll. All of a sudden this year we're down 30 million. And oh by the way, there's a really good pitcher just sitting out there waiting to be signed. That's a little bit hard to swallow. I am so irritated with the Alex Cobb stuff. I just want it to be over, whether it's Orioles or not. I've been yelling for Alex Cobb to come to Baltimore since September. And it makes so much sense for this team that there's no way Duquette and Angel and uh, Buck do not know, hey, that's the perfect guy for this team. Right. I and, haven't seen any reports of what he's been offered, right. what he's turned down. So it's tough to... Criticize the Orioles too much? Maybe they made him an offer. Maybe someone else did. It's, and that's yeah. where there's weird. That's where I wish the Orioles would just leak out because they can't legally say it themselves. But I wish they would. Duquette would just pull one of the national guys aside and say, "Hey, we made an offer, and and it's sitting on his on Cobb's table. We gave we offered him, even if it's a stupid Orioles type deal where we offered him one year, fifteen million. At least tell me something. Well, what did Lynn get? He got one for twelve, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, here, here no, you go, Alex. One for eighteen. Well, no, exactly. And that's the problem. Lynn signed for a one-year deal, right? Which tells me the Orioles are going to try to get Cobb for a one-year deal. Cobb is not going to sign for a one-year deal. He's going to want at least two to three years. And I think that's why he's still. Sit- I'm amazed that he's still sitting out there, at the way that money has been thrown around for baseball players. And with. Teams need to start pitching. It's, right. It's, it's really – it's just strange. Of course, the Orioles are in a bad spot whenever they're trying to get a pitcher right. to come. Right. you got to overpay. To Baltimore or to prove it deal, deal at Camden Yards against, you know, right. That's why you're not come in there. Right. That's why you're not going to get a one-year deal. So, yeah, they're in a bad spot. And, 
like you said, we have no idea what. Maybe they've offered him a nice contract. Maybe they haven't. Uh, do you think we don't know? Do you think he signs somewhere before open day in two weeks, or do you think he's sitting this one out? I, I have no way. That's like who do I think is going to win the NCAA I mean, tournament? I there's just there's there's, there's we, no way to know. I I mean I think David Kett said, and I think this is true that we expected most pitchers to sign at the start of spring training, right? Or it takes right. about three weeks to get the, those pitchers ready. So right. that we thought, okay, well, three weeks before the season started, we're, we're past that now. And so now it could be a situation where he could definitely, I think there's no reason to be confident he's going to sign before the season starts. Right. He could just as likely wait until the season starts. Have we someone seen, gets hurt, right? Right. We've already seen a couple of pitchers go, go down and get hurt. Have we seen this before? Have we seen a high-level, yeah. high-quality pitcher just, Sit out was, like this? Was it Morales? Who there was a hitter who who, who sat out just no, a couple I, years I, ago. Yeah, we've seen it with hitters, but hitters don't need hitters. You can sign them and they can get in the lineup the next day. Well, we haven't seen an off season like this pretty much. Ever. No, that's true. I, this know, off like, season was weird. No player got what they expected to get. Yeah, like, pretty much across except, the board, except for Stanton. Except well, that was more of a trade. That was a trade. Was but, right, that was still. Trade. Yes, yeah. Um, I think this could be ultimately some good news for the Orioles, though. This. The way that baseball is kind of changing a little bit, I feel like we see this in the NFL more. Well, yeah, it's Duquette, where, Duquette started this trend. Well, from the standpoint of not just timing, but like the NFL, the NFL players, when you're a veteran, like that's where the deals are. Um, signing these 30, 33, 34 year old guys, you right. can get some real good deals because they cost less because they're down on the career. And I think that's what's turning baseball into baseball's turning that too. Like rookie contracts are amazing; they last forever. Occasionally, you get these superstars like Manny Machado and Bryce Harper, who are become free agents at a young age. But for the most part, you have a lot of these free agents in their in their early to mid thirties. And I think um, as teams look project down the road, those are real. All the deals will happen. So if you're like the Orioles, I think that can be another. The Orioles are always looking for affordable guys to fill in, and I think that's going to be a. This could be a good thing for the Orioles to be able to fill in some spots at a decent price so i think the price is going down could be tr- good for the orioles yeah i mean it's been really really interesting to watch um we're not players who are our age or like a little bit younger trying to get a deal it would yeah. you know it's be really rough to be them yeah um it's interesting to watch how the economics of baseball and some have said that this is much much ado about nothing and next year when the free agent crop like is much stronger than this year's Everything will be back to the way it was. We'll see. It, it'll be really interesting yeah. to see if you know things sort of, sort, sort of turn around like that. Right. Yeah, I don't uh, think it. I don't. I think this stuff doesn't really apply to Manny Machado and Bryce Harper. Absolutely not. Um, but, but for the other guys, the yeah, next level yeah, guys, like the yeah, of course. But those guys, when you put two guys out at that high price tag, it'll be interesting to see what if teams really do have a bid in war for for them, or they just sign with. Phillies and Yankees well, and move on. And something that happens, I think, more in the NFL is you see all the. I mean, this is like the opposite of baseball in that Crabtree, all these guys sign yeah. up real quick. Yes. And I wonder if baseball start doing that too when the free agents have saw what happened this past off season and they'll be like, okay, that's an offer, let me take it because I saw what happens when you sit True. on the sideline. True. Yeah, is sort of odd that at the same time we're seeing baseball players like not get anywhere near what they want. You see football players get these like more money than that caliber players ever gotten. Like, look. at Kirk Cousins and guaranteed. Yeah. Sam all guaranteed. Bradford. Yeah. yeah, like crazy money. Well, remember, baseball, it's all guaranteed. Yeah. Well, right. Right. But, but that's, that was that's not the norm for football, or it, it, it wasn't. Yeah. Yes. What about pitchers the Orioles do have? Like, that's enough about like, talking, <laughs> Wait, you want, We're talking about pitchers they don't I have. I don't covet other people's players. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't like to covet other <laughs> people's go. players. Who, who, uh, we like our guys, right? Yeah, yeah. this is, means another opportunity for one of our guys to step up. Right. Who, who's pitching opening day? Have they said yet? 
No, I would think it has to go to Kevin Gossman. Yeah, though, right? yeah, I agree. Is it that it's going to be a uh, a Buck likes his guys? Buck likes the guys who've been there, proven their way. Not you don't give it to Tillman. <laughs> I mean, the only guy you could give it to, the only other argument is, is Bundy. Dylan Bundy, and right. he's had a terrible spring training. So you're not going. And it just Kevin Gossman started last year. He's a little bit more of a veteran, so I think it goes to Kevin yeah, Gossman. I would give it to him. Yeah, it um, does, that doesn't really matter. Right? Do you worry about Bundy's? Spring numbers? No, I don't. Yeah, I I paid a little bit of attention to Chris Tillman. Like I was glad to see he had yeah. a good start uh, to today, but I don't worry about Dylan Bundy. Yeah, I feel like Dylan Bundy is the one Oriole pitcher where you know he has a rough outing, comes in, and say I was working on this, I was getting my work in. Like I believe him. Yes. If, <laughs> right. if Chris Tillman says that, no, shut up. Yeah. Go back out there, yeah. make someone swing and miss. I saw like this. It was like his 61st pitch today. He got his first swing strike. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah, he didn't have any strikeouts. That's not good. Right. Um, But I did see the quote from Buck Showalter about the management decisions and or the roster uh, decisions he has to make. And Buck Showalter says one of the difficulties he's facing with is there's not a lot of guys who are on the bubble with proven track records. So normally spring training versus proven track record, you would go with the proven track record over spring training. But now, if you think about guys like well, Mike the, Wright, Nestor Cortez, all the Rule 5 guys. There's, there's four or five Rule 5 guys in camp? Yeah. Then there's not that, at least, either not a track record or, in like a case like Mike Wright, not a quality track record. So then all of a sudden, spring training becomes more important for guys like Mike Wright and Nestor Cortez. I we're still talking talk about that's, Mike Wright. It's so depressing. And that he's, he's, but he's doing good. Well, he, no, he's not that good. Uh, he's doing better at spring than okay, Mike Wright. But honestly... Mike Wright, good. Yeah. Yeah. For any other different bar. competing team, and if the Orioles had a real rotation, he would be in consideration for a seventh. Like, if two guys go down, yeah, he, he's the next guy. He'd be out. like the, the third starter in Norfolk. Yeah. Is what he should And be. everyone's trying to convince ourselves that Mike Wright has a cutter and now he's good. But well, it's not. Are we? Are there people doing that? <laughs> yes. Man, I got to get me some, some of that, what they're smoking. Yes. Oh, man. I thought this is a different guy, Mike Wright Jr. Yeah, see, Josh is one of them. Josh is one of the <laughs> yeah. stuff I'm hearing. This, this is a different guy, Mike, right? This is Mike Wright Jr. His hair is longer. Right. He's, uh, yeah. I mean, his dad is who we had last year. Now we got Jr. Yeah. Like, it's it's still, and I think our offense is really good, and Santander's having an awesome spring, and we can get yeah. to that. But if you just look at um, our three, four, and five, Kashner, who maybe he could repeat what he did last year, but no one thinks to believe he can. And then the four and the five. I mean, right now we're talking about Tillman and Mike Wright Jr. I mean, that's a joke. I mean, Tillman has no business being on a major league contract right now after last year. He should be in a minor league deal and trying to prove himself to get back into a fifth starter. Well, and and – I mean, there's a chance that is what happens with them. But 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 no, there's not. I guess he's going to make the rotation. He's going to be a number four because who's pitching better now, Tillman or or Wright? It it doesn't matter. Even if they're pitching the same, they're going to go with Tillman at the four. It doesn't even matter. It's a joke. Because he even he shouldn't even be here. And Kashner, uh, Kashner on any other rotation that's competitive is a fifth starter, and he's our number sure. three. I like that he and, got. And I Mike, like that he got the beard claws in. Yeah, uh, I think that's outrageous. I, I don't know. I, there's no I, way Peter take, Angelos like knows that's happening. I don't like that at all. I mean, what 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 are you doing? Make exceptions here. How do you think that? How do you think that feels to to the other guys on the team? Uh, I think it gets, Nick Marquez is pissed off somewhere. Um, but well, he's pissed he off. Is. He is. He's trying to fight his GM. <laughs> that's yeah. true. That's true. You don't talk bad about Jim Johnson. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and 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 Nestor. I mean, the fact that people seriously think Jose Mesa Jr. is going to make this squad is a joke. 
I mean, there's no other other team where he would even be in consideration to make the open day roster. And people right. are talking like he could he could be a bullpen arm, Jose Mesa Jr. And Nestor Cortez, people are acting like this guy throwing 85 miles per hour is is going to be, is well, gonna we be went, awesome. We went through this with Cortez a few years ago with uh, Garcia. Yeah, and, and how's Garcia doing? He's, he's, he's yeah. doing horrible in the minors. I don't is he even with the team anymore. I don't think he's in baseball think, anymore. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's, he's definitely not with the Orioles. I think I don't know if he's in the country anymore. I I would guess really? if we're making bets. I would guess he's in another country. I thought baseball. he was still in Bowie. No, no. His ERA over twelve after a while got old. Um, friend of the show. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't Garcia. trash a person and then say that. There you go. He's a free agent. Okay, free agent. All right. You were talking about the offense. Um, yeah. So. I like what I'm seeing. Let's talk about offense at catcher. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I just made a note because. Uh, Austin wins. Yeah, there was a comment got, on the yeah, Facebook thing. Wynn got What's sent to the down. Minors, yeah. Does that mean Cisco's the backup? Well, you still have Andrew Su- Suzak. Suzak, right. It's going to be Suzak or Cisco. Um, the other day, Buck had a quote where one of the reporters asked him, how does he how does he weigh offense versus defense when it comes to backup catcher? And right. he, he said something like, well. He gets 200 chances a night to catch a ball and four at bats. So the math. Yeah, that, that's the typical buck answer. The math's pretty easy. Defense, there. defense, defense. I don't, defense. And I don't think the math is that simple, but okay. I don't think the math's that simple either. I, I hate that idea. I think Cisco should be on the team. He should be catching like three days a week, ideally. I, th- I would go with Caleb four days a week and Cisco three days a week. Well, and just yeah, and I, that, because that math of 200 times he touches the ball means. I forget that. How many times does he affect the game? Right. Like, how many of those two hundred? Like, is he, he to, is he just catching a high outside fastball for right. a ball one? Right. Exactly. How many of those could Ryan Flaherty do as the third string catcher if you needed to? Not a big deal. And right. I mean, he a. I'm just looking at his spring numbers. Had a strong. He's had a strong. Oh, spring. he is raking. Um, I, I mean, and to be honest, I, I get the whole split, the three and four. I would do straight pl- pl- platoon with them. I mean, he's a lefty. Caleb Joseph is is a righty, and that would mean um, um, Cisco starting against against right-handers. And I know that means he'll probably get end up getting more starts than Joseph. But if you think this guy's a, a stud, right? You've been uh, and Joseph. Let's be honest. Joseph is really good. He's a good defensive catcher. Offensively, he has disappointed since he's gotten here. So I would go with with I would go straight platoon uh, split, and and that would probably end up with Cisco with more starts. And I say good, and let, let's see if the kid can play. The reason I would lean towards giving Caleb more starts is because he's shown that he actually makes our bad pitchers at least mediocre. Yeah. Like baseball prospectus loves his framing. Um, he gets a lot more. He turns a lot more borderline calls into strikes. Um, and with you know the crap that How we're much? the crap that we're running out there, we need all the strikes we can get. Yeah, I guess. And I, I to be honest, part part of me doesn't even really believe. Um, that Caleb Joseph Doug Showalter, but when he says that stuff, because look at last year, right? If you really believe that, you don't have beef out there playing every day, and Caleb Joseph on the bench, but you have him out there because of his offense, right? And right. so I think Cisco offensively will be better than Caleb Joseph. So, um, but but I, I get your point too, especially when you're talking about Chris Tillman and Mike Wright Jr. Right, and like that's you don't I, have you you, you <laughs> want to put the best yeah. catcher back to power. I think uh, so. I get that. That's Caleb's I'm, not going to rake, but he's shown that when he plays regularly. He can hit okay. He can get an RBI when right. he plays regular. When he can't, doesn't play regular, <laughs> right. he can't get an RBI. Regular, <laughs> he's a big joke. Um, but um, the rest of the lineup is where this team's going to make their money. Like, yes. what, what you get from catcher is right. it's gravy. 
I would, yeah, I would just go to the rotation and say, who do you like to throw to? Because it doesn't matter. And what you want is whatever well, can help else pitch, says, whatever right? can make your pitchers comfortable. We don't have a sign. Remember, Buck said because wasn't it? Was it, didn't Ubaldo Jimenez? U- yeah, have, yeah. Ubaldo could actually like throw strikes to Caleb or something, yeah. right? And, right, and exactly, he said, yeah, they didn't assign right, catchers right, to pitchers. Right. Well, guess what? You should assign <laughs> catchers to pitchers. You want the, what? I, all I care about the catcher is that they're helping the. They're doing whatever they can do because I don't want. A pitcher out there shaking off and not trusting the catcher. Yeah. So whoever they're comfortable with is who I want back well, there. I was happy to see Austin Wins get sent to the minors because I didn't want him to make the opening day right. roster. I would have been annoyed with that. Um, but is it is it locked now for Cisco at least to make the opening day roster? We think, or does Susak have a legitimate chance to be that backup catcher? <sighs> I would like to think Cisco's a lock, but the only reason because I, I thought Austin only, Wins was the main competition, well, but maybe not. Yeah. The only hesitation with Cisco would be if they are not comfortable with him. Every day, and they want to give him more time to prepare to be the everyday guy. Because we never planned on Caleb Joseph being the everyday catcher in this organization. The fact that he has for the past well, two years, he's never caught more than a hundred games. And I think asking him to start now that he's like thirty-two, I right. think that might be a little aggressive. And that's why I, I like the idea of almost an even split. That's true. Yeah, yeah. at most. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Other guys who are raking in the minors. Valencia? I mean, in, in spring training. Well, Valencia, true. You know, people, I'm looking at Jonathan Scopes having a huge spring. Batting 400, had five right, he'll, donks. He'll make the team. You think he'll make the team? I think he's, I think he's a lock. <laughs> I, I think he's a squad. I think he's a lock. You, you think... Uh, and the Shadow guy's hitting all right. You think Jonathan Scopes has been disrespected a little bit here? Um, everyone talks about Manny Machado as being, you know, the by far the best player on the team. Uh John the Scope offensively had the best year last year. Sometimes I think John the Scope goes a little bit overlooked having Manny Machado right there beside him. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, and another guy who if he has a great year, you can trade him. Yeah. Though Manny Machado, yeah, is even having a better spring guy who has not been approached about an extension. Right. Right, which doesn't make sense. And no, now because we don't, he, we don't have a whole year, string of infielders. If he has another year like he did last year, if for, forget about it. He's going to play himself out of the um, price range of the Orioles. Right. Um. Santander, Anthony Santander. There's talk with Mark Trumbull being yeah. on the DL Santander's to start got, opening day. Santander's got to start. He could be that DH guy, which uh, I feel like two weeks ago we were saying, okay, we got to hold him for, what, 40 games or whatever, and then we can send him to the minors and, send, and bring right. up a real outfielder. Right. Right. Now, now all of a sudden we're saying he's going to be in the opening day lineup and he could be a regular in the lineup for the Orioles. So, so that's pretty an amazing kind of run for Santander. And again, Dan Duquette looks like a genius for that Santander move right now, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you want to stash him away in injury, yep. and then and then bring him up. Oh, and you got you have to give him credit for that. Well, we'll see how he plays in regular season, but yeah, it looks good right now for for, right. Uh, for um, Santander. And even uh, if you want to keep, if we want to just stay on the give Dan credit, Kobe Rasmus is a typical Dan signing. That if he works out, that's a, that's a Dan move. That again could be exciting. Yeah, you guys aren't feeling Kobe I, Rasmus. You're both acquired. Kobe Rasmus and exciting never really went together for me. I don't know. I don't hate it. Um, no, I don't hate it. Yeah, but I, it's got potential. Yeah, and he's hitting down in Sarasota. He's hitting. I think he's a better outfielder than we've had out there, probably since Marcakis. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, except for like late inning defensive replacements kind of thing. Um, Andy Chavez. Yeah, <laughs> I I just see a guy in, in Austin Hayes' position. Right, right. But Austin Hayes, but Austin Hayes isn't ready. Well, he was fun last year, but he was—he's clearly early. I don't know. 
I don't know. But mm. fi- but fine. I mean, I, I mean, Rasmus is not. Gonna, I'm just not a guy I'm gonna get excited about. So fine. But we have Rasmus. Right. Talk to me again in in May when he's hitting 220. Okay. Well, then he'll just quit, right? That's what he did last. Yeah. Oh, my back hurts. Yeah. I'm a little annoyed that we already have this year's excuse for Chris Davis to be terrible. Like it's his he's arm. Already yeah, had his an arm, arm injury yeah. issues. Last year it was his. Eight abs or whatever. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Before that, it was no Adderall. His, Adderall. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, his core was hurt all year. So, but this year is healthy, and now his arm hurts. Oh, I know. So if I read one more article about how this is going to be the year for Chris Davis, we're going to be hearing about how his mental state. Yeah. Right. His arm and, hurts. That's why I can't swing his bat ever. Yeah. Then it sucks because we need that. We need what this team needs is that bounce back year from Davis. That bounce back year from. Uh, Trumbo. No, we need Trumbo to stay hurt is what we need for Trumbo. But, yeah, for Chris Davis. Yeah, I mean, if a bounce-back Chris Davis year could change this lineup, which is already extremely good. If he can just get on base better, avoid the strikeout. I think he he still led the team in walks. Yeah, he did lead in walks. It's just avoiding the strikeout. I'm just hoping. And I I would like to see, at some point, Buck Showalter say, okay, enough of this nonsense. You're batting seventh or eighth. Not even. Yes. (laughs) Right? Yes. No, because the home run will help then too, rather than hurting when guys are on base. Avoid the strikeout, or just how about avoid the three strikeout game? Just yeah, l- the three look at looking strikeout. Let's start there. Don't strike yeah. out three times tonight. All right, yeah. good job. Cut it down to two. I'm, Put I'm the we'll be bat on the ball, man. Yeah, um, I saw this on Utah Street Report. The uh, top uh, you 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 link the top. Uh, oh yeah, top thirty ballparks. I guess ranking first to worst all the thirty uh, MLB parks. Camden Yards came in as the second best park. PNC. Ahead of them? AT&T. 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 Oh, San Francisco? Yeah. yeah. Have you guys been there? I have not. Have you been no. there? That's uh, on my bucket list. I went. I saw the O's play there in 2013. Yeah. Awesome park. Gorgeous. My complaints are we were sitting in right field, sort of like the, the, there's like three rows of seats in between the wall and the bay. Yeah, yeah. Sitting out there. If you have to go to the men's room, you need to go almost to home plate. Or just off the side of the or, wall into or the bay. into the water, which at, at night is probably okay, not so much in the daytime. And the other thing, when you leave the stadium, it's sort of on a peninsula, so every everyone gets funneled to the same spot. So you have 40,000 people trying mm. to leave from, like, two gates. Gotcha. So, like, imagine being at Camden Yards and, like, all the gates but two are closed yeah. trying to leave. It sucks. Yeah. Because it's great because yeah. everyone just leaves sort of all the different places. So. Imagine being in there on an earthquake. Sounds like a fire hazard. Yeah, man. And or an earthquake hazard. I hear they have those in San Francisco. Right, right. So. One or two. But, you know, awesome spot. I, I have complaints. I like looking at the, the field names. I, I have a friend in Chicago I was hanging out with this past weekend from Chicago, and she said, you know, you should come up and see the Orioles play the White Sox. And I said, oh, White yeah, what's, Sox, uh, what's the name of that? Do you know what the name of the ballpark is for the White Sox? Uh, Great American? Uh, uh, Com- Comiskey was the old park. Comerica? Comerica sounds right. It's called, and this might have been a new name recently, but it's called Guaranteed, Guaranteed rate. rate Field. Oh, the right. Guaranteed yes. Rate Field. I remember that. Yeah, there are some bad baseball stadium names. I would like to yeah. see a ranking of baseball stadium names. Well, then that's not, again, that's... That's, another, I think know, that's the worst. This we, could, we gave Peter Angelos credit for the kids free. The he, other thing I'll always give him credit for is no selling, sponsor, yeah. no naming rights. I agree. We got one of the best names of a stadium. This ties into something earlier that I forgot to mention. UMBC, brand new event center, unnamed. Yeah. Hopefully this will get them a nice little <laughs> naming rights right. on that thing. Right. They're hosting the Globetrotters coming up soon. But uh, any other stadiums stood out on there to you? 
I visited uh, Tropicana's dead last, of course. Right. And they're getting a new stadium, right? Aren't they finally getting a new one? Oakland Maybe. 29th. Oakland 29th. I visited, so it's, it's pretty bad when... I visited San Diego last year. I don't remember the name of their stadium. But Pet- I enjoyed their stadium. Petco, right? Petco, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Petco. Yeah. That's so, another bad stadium name, by the way. Yeah, it's a bad yeah, stadium good. name, but it was. A, I enjoyed their stadium. Good-looking place. Yeah, and and that, and that was ranked number that was where the ninth. W, that was where the w, WBC was, right? Yes, WBC yeah. was there. Yeah. It's, it's always weird on these ranking things because it's like how much and you want to weigh about the girl. Yeah, how much do you want to weigh history yeah. and like Wrigley for me is one was one of my best kind of sports baseball right. experiences going to Wrigley. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, and but, so that would rank really high in mind. But as except, far as except that's your memory, not best stadiums. Because but we, that's, like, isn't that we, part of it? The atmosphere and and people in the street outside the stadium. Sure, all sure. that stuff I think is part of the sure. Experience. But I went to I went to the original Yankee Stadium. The place was a Me dump. Too. Yeah, that's a history. The place yeah. sucked. Yeah, would not, never win a greatest stadium. But yeah, like Fenway will always be on there high up. Wrigley will always be up there high up. Yeah, I also like as far as stadium names, and I didn't know if it was even referred to this. I knew it was called the New Bush Stadium, but they they called Bush Stadium the third. For, for the Cardinals, the which I like that when you have I do the third. Like the of third. A, that sounds yeah. like a lacrosse player. Yeah, yeah, it does. From starting an attack, Bush Stadium the third. Yeah, absolutely. Um, other stuff you guys want to get to as far as the the Orioles go? I saw ESPN just has a poll, and I just clicked on it, ranking the best which team had the best off season. And there's eight teams here, but the Orioles aren't an option to click as far as best off season. Uh, the Angels, Astros, <laughs> Cubs, Giants, Phillies, Red Sox, Twins, That's and Yankees. That's disrespect. And I can't see the. I want to click on the Orioles for best off season. I mean, did you see the kind of deal we got on Cashner at an ERA, one of the best ERAs in baseball last year? Where's my Oriole button to click? I can't find it anywhere. I don't know. We stole three Will Five guys off other player off we, other teams. We made Where's it. My button we to made click? it another off season without the mass and dispute being <laughs> being sorted out. Yeah, that's how much of effect is our only spend 130 million? You think has to do on the mass? I think it has a lot. I think it has a lot to do with the ratings being down last year. Yeah. yeah. When will that get settled? And once that gets settled, never. is it better that it never gets settled? Because once it gets settled, we could get screwed. Right. I, I, I'd, yeah. I'd rather be screwed than Would just you? hang out there. Because yeah, I want to know what we are. I don't know, man. Um, Matt Perez on Canada Depot writes about this all the time, and I, I I try my darndest to read it, and my eyes glaze over. I just I can't deal with the legalese. Yeah, I really don't know. I need someone to break you, it down in like stupid. Like you went to UMBC, but you did. <laughs> I was doing math, man. I don't know about this. Well, that's how I feel every time your boy on Rusty Report crap. breaks down the salary cap for the NFL. Oh, yeah, I can never yeah, figure yeah. out that salary did cap you, stuff. Uh, I was just googling about the mass and lawsuit. He's a lawyer, by the there's way. There's been uh, is he? Yeah, yeah it doesn't. There's surprise been me. like no news on it in, in like six months, according to Google, that I've been able to find. But it did come up with this whole uh, baseball petition in Congress about minor league players. Did you read about this? Today? Yeah, awful. Yeah, that, that they want to they want pay exemptions for minor league players. They don't have to pay them nine thousand dollars a year. Right. They want it to be under minimum wage. Isn't that crazy? It, yeah, I don't know, man. It sort of ties back into the whole economics of baseball changing thing we were talking about earlier. It's right. Need smarter people than me to talk about it. Yeah, sure. So. Well, next week will be our next week is the last show before opening, before opening day. day. Yeah, you guys um, going? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Go opening day. Yeah. It's a little bit up in the air for me. I might go. I have a uh, teachers. So I have school stuff, so I gotta I gotta see if I can get out of it. It's uh, it's on my uh, it's one of my holidays on my work calendar every year, so I'll be there. Uh, we are not doing a Birdland Radio this year. I haven't addressed that yet. Got a bunch of uh questions about it. Not doing one. 
because opening day is on a Thursday this year, and it's impossible to, to work out schedules to make something work out when the opening day is on a Thursday, which I assume has to be because they didn't want to open up on Easter. Why is, why, is, why is opening day on a Thursday for Major League Baseball? I don't know. I just assume they always just like to play in the cold, so they push it back earlier and earlier and earlier. I don't know. They, I mean, it is the earliest opening day ever. Yeah. Is it? Yes. I didn't realize that. Is there going to be snow still on the field? <laughs> I mean, we're supposed to get five to eight inches tomorrow night, so maybe. But uh, next week will be our prediction show. and I already have my um, – Your bold predictions? My bold predictions already. I already – I'm good to go. Who's um, your bold prediction about? Alex Cobb. I just I'm assuming he's going to sign before. See, that's why we're not before. See, that's why we're not doing it now. That's why we're not doing our predictions till next week. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. We we'll be in the same spot we, next week. I, I, right. But there is the good thing about this team. Let me say one good thing about this team. There's plenty of room for bold predictions, right? Because there's a bunch of guys yeah. who have the opportunity to have big years who haven't had the opportunity before. Right. Do you guys think is this team competitive? You guys think uh, if you were to say right now, but we're not going to get the predictions here. But do the Orioles have a team right now that can be competitive in 2018? Like, am I wrong for getting my hopes up about a competitive team in 2018? I think they're going to be close to 500. Okay, which, which I'll take it. That's competitive. That's competitive. That's that is competitive. That's and that gives a close Perfectly to, mediocre, I think. Yeah. yeah. And a mediocre, a close to 500 team allows the chance for magic. Yeah, this is back and to, that's, and that's where I think we're to at. old school or days pre-2012 where we said, keep me entertained until the Ravens start playing, right? Right. Right, but, but now it's more of, you you struggle around that 500 ball. You you beat up bad teams. Yeah, struggle with good teams. You hope Stanton get hurt gets hurt. You don't right. wish for injuries though, well, you, Josh. You right? Hope, you don't wish for injuries. No, you do. But, no, we we've, we've been past that. I learned my lesson. But you hope you he gets do that. suspended for drugs or something. You said it. You just hope uh, they're bad. Oh, you know they're what? Bad. That's what I hope. I hope, he's I, hope I hope fine. A, bad. I want I want a slump from Aaron Judge. We we saw Davis have an unbelievable year and then I, crap the next. I year. want him to break his own record of striking out in so many consecutive right. games. Right, I want him to be crap and yeah. not the and not this all star amazing guy that yeah. Major League Baseball wants him to the be. The Aaron Judge is fun to watch. I have this like admittedly ridiculous theory that the National League is like Triple A, other than like one or two teams. Yeah, and I'm thinking Stanton will just come over here and he'll be like, "Whoa, the, the, these guys are good. These pitchers are." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Except when I play that right. team from Baltimore, but the, all the right. other teams, these pitchers are really good. Right. They're not getting hit pi- anymore. Right, because these pitchers know how to pitch to nine guys in the lineup. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, there's there's a chance for magic, and that's all I want. That's all I want from the Orioles. Yeah. Now, if it's ugly. And because all sometimes I look at that lineup, and I say to myself, this lineup can play with anybody. Right. But I can't get past, and this is what we talked about this all off season. Like, it's a battle for a fifth starter between Nestor Cortez and Mike Wright Jr., Right, like that's the thing that actually exists this year, and but, but of that, if they Cobb, that pushes that out, and we can move. Oh, on. Oh, it changes the story completely. Yes, it changes the story yeah, completely. You, you, you sign Cobb, and I'm going to be excited on my predictions. I'm arguing for and, winning the AL East, and I'm making some big predictions if they make that. Jimmy uh, Mason from the chat room reminds us. Uh, he says, "I'd just like to remind everyone that tonight's podcast is brought to us by Loop League." Cha-ching. Figured I give it. Uh, I give it. A, I give it in. I'd get it in since Stan, Stan isn't here. Uh, yeah. Guest starring this week, he Loop got that. League, in. Loop League was trying, or Stan was trying to pull Loop League into all his stuff. Yeah, we got to back Stan off right, a little bit. Right. We there, say, there, okay. are, there are coconuts. Th- there are coconuts. That's right. We don't share our coconuts like that. That's not how we fly. Um, a couple. I don't really have a snowflake of the week this week. I just have a couple little fun things going on. Um, all this uh, snowflakes everywhere are happy because a new word has been added to the Merriam-Webster dictionary. And I guess this what's, is a new what's, phrase. What's I guess. the word? Not a word. It's a phrase. Dumpster fire. 
I thought that was added like two years ago. No, just added. Wait, and how can that even be added as a word if it's a phrase? Well, no, it's a phrase. You can add phrases. But dumpster was already in there. Fire was already yeah, in there. Yeah, but now they've put them together as, as an acceptable term, an acceptable phrase. Okay, as in uh, this the is M- Orioles this is are NPR, a dumpster Josh. fire. I'm getting this from NPR, okay? Dumpster fire. Everyone's brackets are a dumpster fire thanks to yeah. UMBC. So shout out to, in a to both UMBC and the Orioles for being a dumpster fire for so long yes. that they made that term pop- popular. So, so that happened. That's what what, what, uh, what sentence does the dictionary use as an example? Oh, um, did they put, did they give an official use case? Dictionary.com did define retriever on Twitter yesterday. Oh, really? <laughs> Wait, that wasn't an already have a definition? Well, I'm sure it had a cooler definition. They were just getting in on the right. hype. Yeah. On the but hype. did they go with golden retriever or did they know it was a Chesapeake Bay retriever? Just retriever in general. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I got a definition here. An utterly cal- calamitous or mismanaged situation or occurrence disaster. Ah. So that's a good definition. And then there's a bunch of gifts here of dumpster fires. <laughs> the Oxford Dictionary is awesome. Their definition of a dumpster fire? Yeah. Fire crews responded to a dumpster fire at the north end of the community center. <laughs> the most literal sense of the yeah. word. I like it. Also, um, and this article is from, uh, I got this next article from Fox News. Oh, Or actually this one is... They've got two sentences, and this one's about the Orioles, I believe. Last season was a dumpster fire, and it didn't get that way overnight. In this article, it says uh, Judge Locke's self in courtroom causes 3G. Three grand? Yeah, three grand in damages. 3G. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I think it's a network. That's, yeah, this is, that's for the millennials. This is Fox News causes 3G and uh, 3G in damage trying to break free. 3K? Report. Right. Three, yeah. 3G is like my phone, right? <laughs> Who says 3G? Yeah. Anyway, but I don't know. Fox major. Anyway, judge 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 locks self in court because three. Have you guys ever been locked yourself in any type of room like this where you had to cause damage to to, to get out of the room? And it's sad because she caused three thousand dollars of damage trying to break free. And I read the article, and she was unsuccessful in breaking free. Eventually, someone just came and unlocked her, unlocked the room, and got what her out. What kind of damage do you cause and not get out of the room? Well, she was trying to bust a window with the bench. With okay. The bench oh, so there. she broke the bench. I think she cracked the window too, but not enough to get out. So, I don't know. I locked my daughter in her room like two weeks ago. Accidentally, the hand, the handle broke. She got stuck in there. Oh, I, wow. I had to pop the hinges yeah. off from the inside. To kids, get her out. kids love locking doors. She's thirteen. Okay. She, she knows she knows how to handle a doorknob. Yeah. yeah the thing just broke. Mm. My four year old niece just goes around the house locking doors. Yeah. So you have, so you have to have a key for everything. Like right, uh, you gotta have a little handy. have the little thing that sticks like a, the bent fork that fits in the hole to, yeah. to turn the door. Yeah. Yep, but we've been there. Okay, so this maybe isn't that unusual, lo- lo- locking yourself in a, in a courtroom. All right, fine, I'll give her a pass. But this is a millennial move, locking yourself in a courtroom. So, no, I've, okay. I, I, the, the 3G is when what you When you read this, on. I was thinking like she was having a tantrum. But no, like no, it was like, an accident. Like she accidentally broke. locked herself in. And then was in. just trying to... And was trying to get out. Was there not a phone in her she said she didn't have her, her cell phone, she didn't have her keys. Yeah, I wait, guess wait, there's no, hold on, there's a desk Like a landline? I no, mean, she's in the courtroom. This isn't her office. It's in the courtroom. Okay. Okay. They don't have landlines in the courtroom. No, but they got like three other doors. No. Okay. All right. I got you. I mean, you think I'm making this story up? No, I'm just confused with how she locked herself in a courtroom. It makes more sense now. I thought you had said like she locked herself in the room and started beating up the walls because she was mad. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I apologize. And I'm just thinking she need now broke a 3G antenna in the courtroom. Yeah, that's a really weird way. Dollar sign three G. Yeah, like, that is. She causes. All right, so I'll give you your judge story. Damage. 
You're getting really weak with these strawberry stories. At least you're not like Bert bringing up strawberry Skittles and saying that's yeah, a story. Yeah, he did a Google search of strawberry and then and the find top out. thing that came up. Yeah, yeah. All right. Where is All the right. Z- where is the zany one? Uh, it was, it's tax season. Yeah. Uh, He's yeah. an accountant, yeah, so yeah, yeah. we give him a little bit of break here and a break in the summer and a break in whenever he needs it. Yeah. I want to get on the Manny Machado diet, though. Do we know, is there specifics on that diet? Uh, yeah, no chicken nuggets, no pizza. Okay, that's not a diet. That's just no chicken nuggets, no pizza. I want to know the specifics of this, uh, of this diet so I can replicate it. Uh, hot tubs and boat rides. Boats and hose? He, he went and ugly and tattoos of your wife that don't look like your wife. He went from 14 to 10 to 11 percent body fat. Yeah, right. That's all chicken nuggets. He's gonna, he gonna look like Mark Blander running around. I'm gonna get down Blade. to 10 percent body fat. I don't know what any of that means, but I'm probably at a pretty high body fat. <laughs> I think I'm. I, I think I'm at 10 percent. I remember when I went in for a checkup about a year ago. The doctor said I was borderline obese. I said, "Buddy, look in the mirror. Look who's talking." I don't like when a when a, when a large man. I don't call my doctor here. But when a fat man tries to lecture me about obesity, it doesn't go over well. It's like when I misspell a word on the board and all my students say, oh, and you're an English teacher? How can you be an English teacher if you can't spell? That's how I feel when the doctor calls me fat. I said, look, you're talking, all right? You got to get yourself in shape before you can tell me to lose weight. I just want to get that off my chest. I've been doing that one for over a year. What have you done about it in a year? I haven't done anything about it. Would you go back? No, but but that's why I want to get on this diet. That's why I want to get on this Manny Matata diet. All right. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do for next week. I'm going to go. This week I'm going to be in the Manny Machado diet. And I'll report back next week. Oh, right. man. Good luck with that. Okay, no chicken nuggets. I remember the last time I ate a chicken nugget anyway. Who eats chicken nuggets? Are we 12? What are we, 12? Chicken I, nuggets? Chicken nuggets and pizza are like half of my week. I, I can get pizza, but chicken nuggets can be great. I got, I got alphabet. I, got, I bought alphabet, alphabet chicken nuggets yesterday at the store. Yum is the company that makes chicken nuggets, by okay, the way. I'm not. They make alphabet chicken nuggets or dinosaur chicken nuggets. What was the alphabet? Mixed it up. Derek, when was the last time you had chicken nuggets? I'm allergic to chicken. Last time I had chicken nuggets, I was probably like, <laughs> oh, I was probably like four. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. wait. You're, You're allergic, allergic, to, allergic chicken? to chicken. And yet, I still, I'm, I'm not 10% body fat. Yeah. So it doesn't work. What about pizza? Don't do it. I had pizza this morning. Okay. Yeah. So, see, maybe. Yes, morning. So you're only halfway to the time. Yeah. And I just can't get past the You're allergic to chicken. I've never met someone like I've, chicken before. I've met one other person ever. It was in a buffet line. He, like, locked eyes, like, told me, you, you can't have that either? Whoa. All right. I've never met anyone else. So, I don't know. I, guess I didn't realize you were so such just, high is it, is it poultry? Like, no poultry? Yeah, no, po- no poultry. So no birds? No birds. No ducks. No turkey. Gotcha. That's it. No, no Chick-fil-A. You got the bird flu out there anyway. It's good. I, I will never have to wait an hour in line at Chick-fil-A. That's the way I look at it. Uh, see, you... That, that shows that you think that line's an hour because it goes by in like 10 minutes. That's a completely foreign country. To me. Yeah. What, pay, what are these idiots doing? And you'll pay 12 bucks for a little piece of chicken. I, I don't like Chick-fil-A either. I think it's overpriced, and I'm with them on the line. And I don't even care if the line moves fast. It's the principle of the thing. I don't want to have 10 cars in front of me. I don't care how fast it moves. I agree. All right. All right. I don't care what the haters say either. All right. You can uh, follow us on Twitter, section 336 show. Also, make sure you check out Loop League. At Loop League? Yeah. Are we introducing them as a host now? Cha-ching. I was waiting for Derek to get my cha-ching in there. All right. Uh, because it. if we say it enough times, maybe we can get up to 3G. <laughs> that's, that's my goal here. 3G. All right. <laughs> uh, Who knows what that is? Maybe you're there. Yeah, I, I could be. Who knows? Um, you can also check us out on Instagram, all those all those cool spots, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. 
Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Section336. Derek Arnold, if people want to follow you, I know you're a good follow uh, on Twitter. At UMBC Athletics. That's not. That's fake. Hashtag <laughs> fake news. At you, Utah you think, SC you think Report. That guy on the podcast two days after. At Utah SC Report. Yeah, why do we get Derek? We should have got that guy. That guy's on, like, Sports Center. Yeah, man. He doesn't go on here. He's too big for us? You could have got him Thursday. Yeah. Now he's Thurs- Thursday, he would have he driven out here from the right. studio. Who, who's the next big guy to get before he becomes big? You let me know that. Who's the next guy? Uh, uh, All right, I'll get Derek Arnold. What's that nun, sister what? Yeah, yeah, Chicago she, nun. She's gonna, she's, it's too late for her, yeah, too. You got to catch him early, guys. Got to catch him early. I'm, I'll think about this. Uh, all right, you can also follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. Ten days away to open day, guys. I'm pretty, excited, pretty excited. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm excited, too. I'm yeah. excited. It's, I don't even care if they don't sign anyone. I don't care if Mike Wright is our fifth starter going into the season. It's I'm still pumped. baseball. It's baseball. Yep. Hopefully it's a tournament. We got a chance. We got the same record yep. as the Red Sox and Yankees. Get ready for all these snow pictures on Wednesday with people has captioned baseball season. Yeah, can't wait. Yeah. All right, boys and girls, thanks for listening. And as always, go Oaks. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches.